Hello everyone, my name is Illumide. My name is Christy. And welcome to the Big Empty Purse Podcast. You remember how you remember how I was talking about um in twenty twenty one I wanna be more optimistic? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. I'm completely over it. So, you know what I first wanted to discuss? Did you hear that Kim is allegedly divorcing Kanye? I have not read anything real. I just saw memes, which is how I get my news now. Uh. (laughs) Very important. Allegedly, 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 Kim is getting a divorce from Kanye because he allegedly cheated on her with Jeffree Star. Oh my god. (laughs) What? I think this whole rumor started with this TikToker. Her name is Ava Louise. And she apparently went on TikTok and she was saying how she has insider information that Kanye cheated on Kim with a beauty guru. And she's under the impression that that beauty guru is a male (laughs) beauty guru. And the internet just went crazy with it. And they were like, it's Jeffree Star. Oh my god. You know what's even worse? (laughs) Is Jeffree Star is not one to miss any publicity so, of course, when the internet caught fire with it, right. he went online and he posted himself in a robe with a deep V and rainbow <laughs> hair saying, I'm ready for Sunday service. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he also posted something else. Like, <sighs> it was a photo of a sunset. And the caption that he put was, I love these Wyoming beautiful winter nights. And so, of course, he's running with it. Of course. But nobody knows if Kim is actually tired of his shit or this is just another publicity stunt for even them. So I suppose we'll we'll find out. It's been a it's been a long time if she's like just now getting tired of his shit. Like, right. She's gone through a lot. You could have done that a lot earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I don't think she's tired of his shit. Even if she were tired of his shit, he's all the way up in Wyoming in the ranch and she's in Calabasas. They are not seeing each other. Whatever shit he's staring, he's staring at on the other side of the country. Right. Like, she doesn't have to see him. Like, right, like, why bother? Right. Even if they lived in the same house, I'm sure that house is big enough and, like, has 12 wings. He could pick a wing, she's going to pick the wing on the other side, and they just don't have to see each other. Okay? Yep. <laughs> in the meantime, what have you been up to since the last episode? Um, Just hanging out, watching the country undergoing a coup. So that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just, ah. just watching a literal insurrection happen like two miles from me. So for anyone who is, I don't even know where you would have to be to not be here, but the uh, <laughs> large crowd of Trump supporters who broke into the U.S. Capitol building armed, <laughs> literally got into the Senate chamber. You know the thing? Uh, I mean, we we were watching it like a joke. I was like, wait a minute. This is this is not a joke. They're actually doing it. No, it's... And Twitter had a field day with it. Twitter came through with the memes about the coup. Honestly, when any terrible thing happens, the memes that come out of it are just gold. It's almost like the memes make up for whatever how bad the thing is. There's this video of Elizabeth from Knoxville, Tennessee, who got maced and started crying. Did you see this video? (laughs) I did. I did see this video. Right? Apparently, she made it a foot inside, and they pushed her out and maced her. And when they asked her, what the fuck were you doing? She was like, we're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. I'm like, ma'am. For those of you who listen to this podcast and don't understand how the distance between Tennessee and D.C. works, this woman is from Knoxville, Tennessee, at least 300 miles away. Actually, it's a good guess, I think. Even I would say more than 300, probably. At least 300 miles away, that woman left her home in Tennessee, came all the way to the Capitol in a pandemic, mind you. There is definitely still a pandemic outside to storm the U.S. Capitol. (laughs) Ma'am, what were you doing? She got 300 miles there and only got a foot inside. (laughs) Elizabeth was not prepared. (laughs) She was... Life had not prepared Elizabeth for a revolution. <laughs> yeah, a foot inside, got pushed out, got maced. By the way, she only got maced. She was like crying like somebody had just hit her with a ton of bricks. I was like, ma'am, it, it's it's a maze. I understand it's painful, 
but what did you expect? Yeah, right. <laughs> and of course, what Twitter ran with was Anderson Cooper went on the air. I'm just going to read the excerpt. Look at them. They're high-fiving each other for this deplorable display of completely unpatriotic, completely against law and order, completely unconstitutional behavior. It's stunning. And they're going to go back to the Olive Garden and to the Holiday Inn that they're staying at or to the Garden Marriott. And they're going to have some drinks and talk about the great day they had in Washington. They stood up for nothing other than mayhem. He popped all the way off. He called them poor. He called them stupid. He called them dumb. Anything short of incompetent, he called them everything. By the way. He called them tacky. He called them like (laughs) the reading glasses were on. (laughs) The library was open. Anderson Cooper just swung the doors open. (laughs) The Olive Garden. People started dragging Anderson Cooper. So they were dragging him because if you really think about it, Right. right? The people who are storming the Capitol are not your average poor people. If you were poor trying to make a living, your priority would be to go to work and earn that living instead of taking a day off work to travel 300 miles from Knoxville, Tennessee. So these are people with decent means that they can afford to do this. And also, if we think about the grand scheme of things, that actually shows you the, the people who have that mindset. They have some privilege and they have some means and they feel entitled to do this. Mm -hmm. And also, there was almost zero repercussion. Zero repercussion. No consequences, just... Meanwhile, when the Black Lives Matter protests were happening after the death of George Floyd, oh my God, they were not afforded the same mercy. Like, that's them dragging Anderson Cooper. Yeah. They, they, they dragged Anderson Cooper like, you can't have this attitude. The issue is like, if you have the uh, attitude of saying or the, the mindset of, oh, they're just poor people who just, then people can kind of give them a pass and say, well, they just want change because their lives are miserable and, you know, they just really think that this is going to make a difference. Like, no, 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 no. These people have means. Yeah. They just wanted to flex their privilege. Let's really call it what it is. So poor Anderson Cooper, he was not ready to be dragged like that, but they <laughs> gathered him like a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> so there were just so many things about this that it was like an actually like terrifying situation, but in usual like 2020s fashion, like it was also just like farcical. Biden gave an address before Trump said anything publicly about the whole insurrection. And Biden's was very, like, presidential. Granted, the bar is really low for that right now, but (laughs) he gave a pretty good address. And then Trump's Trump's response was this one-minute recorded video, which starts with, oh, the election was stolen from us. What? Oh, but right, the coup. Uh... And he, like, speaking to the rioters, goes, we understand you. We love you. You're very special. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, not only is that, like, a terrible thing to say to armed people who are, like, storming our government buildings, but also, like, what a stupid way to say that. It's, it's, we love you. We love you. You're very special. Like, uh, what about this man inspires people? I don't understand. Like, there are terrible people in the world who are very enthralling speakers and who sound like they're rallying people to a cause he just sounds stupid i don't think he's um he doesn't have stage presence which i don't think stage presence is the number one thing to become president i think competence is but he doesn't have that either so oh and then the struggle continued (sighs) the stupid struggle the stupid parts of the struggle continued with rudy giuliani left a voicemail meaning to call um tommy tuberville who is an alabama Senator, yeah. And he called the wrong senator. Are you serious? Uh, the, the media source didn't, like, reveal who it was, but that senator turned over the audio of the voicemail. He, he, just, he called the wrong person and left a whole voicemail that was like, hold up the election uh, certification as long as you can. Just object to every state. Slow it down. Did he really say that in the voicemail? Why are these people... He said it in the voicemail. Stop. I didn't see this. I did not know about this. <laughs> oh First of all, <laughs> how are they not in jail right now? Are you serious? Yes. He called a senator and asked him to hold up the... Wow. Yeah. Not only did he do that, he accidentally (laughs) dialed the wrong senator. First of all, I have to just imagine, I have to imagine that Rudy Giuliani, he's going through it. 
Because did you see that video footage of him sweating? He was sweating and whatever hair dye they used, when they painted that color on <laughs> his hair to make it look darker, they didn't do it in such a way that it was like, what do you call the um, the mascara that doesn't bleed? Waterproof? Yes. They did not make the coloring on his hair waterproof. He started sweating and that black oh. liquid was just running down his cheeks. And I was... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Hot mess. he is going through it. But how do you call the wrong senator? First of all, even if you did call the right senator, and I have to be like, if I wanted to do anything shady, I wouldn't use the exact language. I'd be like, right. you know, I would try to make it vague. It's almost like plausible deniability. You have to use the kind of vague language where if anybody else tries to interpret it, what you said, they could go either way with it. But he just called and said, you know what? Block it. <laughs> they just yeah just totally just like stall stall we're not ready it's not looking good for them it's really not looking good for them like and i i think they deserve everything that's coming to them honestly because how do you fumble this badly even if you had ill intent and you had malice to get things done like how do you blunder this it's almost like these are kindergartners just trying to run a whole country like what is happening it's like my first coup (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, not God. my first coup. what's this about the venezuelan government um issuing a statement expressing concern that's basically the whole the the long and short of it is yeah venezuela <laughs> was literally like are you guys okay because we're concerned and we hope things stabilize there soon <laughs> not thoughts and prayers <laughs> <laughs> we got thoughts and prayers from venezuela <laughs> about our instability we're laughing but this is really not a laughing matter (laughs) it's not it's not this is just the only way i know how to process emotion you know what's even worse like first of all i live in i live in baltimore which is like at least an hour away from dc you are right next door in fact you live right there I pretty much do. Like, mileage-wise, I am, like, so, so close. Like, I could hear helicopters and sirens. Um, luckily, I have the Potomac between me and them. Well, so I'm, <laughs> They'd have to I'm, swim first. I'm right across the river in Virginia, yeah. <laughs> Whoever planned this, I suppose they would call it a success. I don't know. Maybe they watched I, uh, Les Miserables and they saw... <laughs> The, the French Revolution or whatever it is that they thought they were doing. How did they manage to, A, figure out a way to plan this, get people to travel from Knoxville, Tennessee to participate, and also get all the way in there, enter, and nobody did anything about it. They didn't stop the planning. They didn't get um, the National Guard or anybody in, involved to like preempt any of this. They just nope. right through the front door. They just walked right right in. And they were armed. 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 I don't... I mean, I I would like to think... And apparently, somebody was saying how this hasn't happened since 1812 when (laughs) the U.S. Capitol was burned to a crisp. (laughs) And I'm like, so you mean this happened over 200 years ago? And... You guys had 200 years to prepare for the next time it could potentially happen. And you learned nothing. You just nothing. let them walk through the front door. Like, I'm sorry. Who's in charge? I mean, a lot of people need to be fired. A yes. lot of people need to be fired because somebody's not doing many, their many job. People. And I think that they're focusing on the wrong things. Like, right. why, why aren't they focusing on, oh, we might potentially have a coup. Let's try to prepare right. for that. Not, hey, hold up the election. What? No, I don't know what I don't know what anyone's plan was or lack thereof. Like everyone knew this was going to be contentious. Like these people were planning this on social media. I saw people had like T-shirts made that were like Civil War, January sixth, twenty. Like they've, they had they T-shirts t-shirt. made. They have T-shirts. Like this was this was coming. Like, <laughs> do you know how long had, it takes like, to get a T-shirt made? <laughs> There's like a, especially a long time, especially <laughs> after the holiday season. Your t-shirt is not coming for at least a month. The people who make yep. those t-shirts are not shipping them. So like these people have had this <laughs> coming for like, like even if they planned it like the very first day and everything went well. A month ago is when they started this. The t-shirt company who made this didn't decide to call somebody like, hey, we're making t-shirts for I don't know a civil war. So 
<laughs> um, somebody got to know about this. <laughs> Shout out to your great Twitter name, B Twice, and this tweet asking why y'all keep asking where the police at. Y'all ask where Miley's at when Hannah's on stage. <laughs> <laughs> it is so true. A lot of these people who are um, Trump supporters who were armed enough to go into the Capitol are probably law enforcement people, which is sad. I feel like they should use CCTV to identify a lot of these people who participated in this. And if they have any type of job or responsibility where other people are at their mercy, they should be put through sensitivity training. Because what kind of judgment do you have if you are a law enforcement official and you think it's a good idea to storm the U.S. Capitol because your candidate for presidency lost you're going to storm the U.S. Capitol. Does that make any sense? No, it it doesn't. It just, no, it doesn't make sense. Not that it makes sense. This one, I think, might be one of my favorites. Adam Herman, he says, I'm no longer impressed that Nicolas Cage managed to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> because if you can just walk straight through the u.s capitol from the front oh door the declaration just of independence right it's in. on the dresser <laughs> so at mrs underscore socialista says can't today i'm busy watching the season finale of the united states <laughs> 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 I have to say, oh my God. 2020 was absolutely crazy. Let's hope for better in 2021. And it's only day seven. And I'm done with it. It's I'm, I'm done. It's yeah. day seven. And we're like, what is happening? We all agreed I... that this year would be better than last. But what is happening? Oh, my God. We knew we might be wrong, but I didn't think it would go so bad <laughs> so quickly. <laughs> the Queen Geek on Twitter, she was like, a friend just said to me, are we supposed to be working during the coup? You know, she is not, not wrong. Not wrong. Not at all. Because there's a coup going on. <laughs> yeah. And according to Elizabeth from Knoxville, it's a revolution. <laughs> and I'm supposed to sit here during a revolution? Can't I have the day off? <laughs> we should have the day off. I think yeah. we deserve it. I went through exactly that. I texted a friend. I was like, oh, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to be like working and I'm taking an online class and I was supposed to have a three hour online lecture. And she was like, I think you can take the day off. And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. And then I didn't. And then I didn't. <laughs> I was like, what? What is wrong? <laughs> like, of all the circumstances, like, yes, you can take a day off. Please, like, let this be the extent of the craziness. I, I would oh. like to beg. But the good news is, I suppose, um, Congress at the end of yesterday actually certified that Joe Biden did, in fact, win the election. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> like, that but. was a long battle because the election itself yeah. took like six days for them to count the ballots. And then they had oh. to like, they had to do recounts upon recounts. And let's just put a stop to this. <laughs> Shout out to the Electoral College for actually working like it was supposed to work and actually yeah. electing the person who actually also won the popular vote. So, you know, I hate the thing where people would say thank you to somebody for doing a job that they're supposed to do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But like, thank you, Congress. We appreciate the things that you are supposed to be doing, but are now finally doing. You could have fucked it up, but you didn't this time. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose we could take a small pause before we discuss today's topic, which is equally messy. Adulting. On the topic of adulting, I suppose the general consensus is nobody has all the answers. When did you feel like you had transitioned into adulthood? I'm sort of still waiting. (laughs) I feel like I've been like extremely slowly like creeping my way into adulthood. But like I thought like one day I would wake up as an adult and like it's just like, no. No, absolutely not. I feel the exact same way. I I thought, you know, I'm I'm exactly now around the same age (laughs) my mom was when she had me. And I cannot fathom how she managed that. That's just to me. That's wild, right? If somebody says, here's a kid, take care of it for the... I would be like, absolutely not. I can't take no. care of myself properly just yet. <laughs> and no, just no. I, I, I don't know how people have done that. Yeah, you were talking about like 
being near the age your mom had you. And that was one of the like times I felt like, oh God, adulthood is here, is when people I knew started having babies on purpose. <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> like I knew all kinds of people in high school who had babies, but they didn't mean to. <laughs> like they just they just were <laughs> sex ed just failed them. Like all of a sudden it was like oh, you're pregnant, and then you didn't say, I'm sorry, that sucks. You said, oh, I'm so happy for you, because they planned it. Like I said a few episodes ago, being alive is expensive. Now, being alive oh my God. and having a child, that would bankrupt me. Yeah, they, I, there are money sinks. Like, oh. Honestly, honestly. <laughs> and I have no business when I go shopping to look at the diaper or the baby formula aisle, but I don't think they're cheap. I no. just don't anticipate they're cheap. But you know what I know is not cheap? I had an aunt who had a kid and she went shopping for baby strollers. A baby stroller will cost you a stack. Oh, God. And you can't <laughs> I imagine. It. At, the, at the very least, even if you choose to, I don't know, if you get a baby stroller, then you, you have to get the, the, the car seat. Because, I mean, you can't just strap right. the child in the front seat and just, you know, hope for the best. You need to get the yeah. car seat. You need to get um, the rocking cradle for the child to sit in when they're home. You need to get the pen. The pen you throw the baby in to sleep. I don't know what they're called. Yep. Whatever. Um, <laughs> if, if you're really good about the planning, you have to, like, decorate the, the baby's room. Yep. Do you yeah. know how much a contractor costs? <laughs> so get the contractor to show up to your house. Your front door, they won't be there unless you at least pay $1,000. The consultation fees, wow. Just wow. <laughs> so try to decorate a whole new room because you're expecting a child. You need yep. money for that. Not to mention... For you to send that child to daycare. Oh, God. Daycare. Um, because Ooh. remember how I said, you have to make that money, right? And unless you are mm -hmm. born into like a pile of money. God. The tuition for those <laughs> high-end private kindergartens and primary schools, like, those yeah. things are expensive. I mm -hmm. always think about it. I'm like, when we were kids, I was just yeeted into my grandmother's arms. Like, that was yeah. that. <laughs> Rest in peace, my grandma. But, like, she did a really good job of, uh, like, just, like, and we made her life hard. Imagine being a grandma when, like, your back hurts, your knees hurt, you, like, just want to chill. And you have some little shit three-year-old just, <laughs> just completely making your life hard. So, not see, now, now, now it's not just your problem, right? Now that problem just spirals to everybody else around you because now they have to help you take care of this little turd. They also, like, speaking of being expensive, like, you're supposed to start saving for them to go to college when they're born. I owe tens of thousands of dollars on my own goddamn college. How am I supposed to save for their college? Like, somebody said this one time, having kids is selfish. And I completely agree. First of all, this episode is not yeah. about children. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to just address this very simple fact. Like, mm -hmm. it's selfish because that child didn't ask to be here. You brought that child here. So I don't think it's fair yep. for children to go to college and have to take out loans. They didn't ask to be here. And the fact that they're yeah. here, and it's not the case where this was like the 1920s where with a high school education, they'd be all right. Assuming mm -hmm. you send them to public school. They need a college education to be, and which, I mean, I think that's not elitist of me to say. I just think... The average competition is college education. It's expected. And you know what's even worse? It's no longer just expected. Everybody wants something more than that. Like, mm -hmm. you have to have even more. So if you just want to say, okay, you just want your child to have the quote-unquote popular average, blah, 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 which is college education, then, like, that child, before you have that child, you need to make sure that you are able to provide that much at the very minimum. And who can do that? Who? 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 <laughs> I don't who, seriously, how do any of these people afford these things? I don't like I don't get it. I don't get it. But like so yeah, I think I think the the, the whole like being an adult like I don't think if if the if the benchmark of being an adult is being able to take care of an infant honestly, I don't know a single person who can do it. I no. just don't. Maybe Beyonce can on account no. of she's worth like more than yeah. $600 million just by herself. And of course, her husband <laughs> is stupid rich too. So if she chooses to have a baby, I have no problems with that. She can afford it. 
But the rest yeah. of us, uh-uh. We need to simmer <laughs> down, all the way down. Like, the stuff we get excited about has changed. Like, what do you get excited about these days? Yes, I got a Roomba for Christmas, <laughs> and I was thrilled. Oh, my God. Like, it was like a kid with a toy. I was like, get it out of the box. Turn it on. Like, it's look, it picked up the dirt off the floor. <laughs> I think that right there sums up like some part of what adulting looks like. Because my sister, she asked me, what do you want for Christmas? And I was so excited to tell her. And she goes, what? I was like, I want you to get me socks. She was what? I said, yeah, no, I'm not kidding. I want socks. And I want the socks to have the days of the week written on them. I want a pair for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I even want weekend ones for Saturday and Sunday. She goes, why? I'm like, so I can know when it's time to do laundry. (laughs) If I wear out the entire set, I know, yeah, I've worn my Sunday socks. It's time to do laundry. Like, I am looking for stuff that can literally make my life more manageable. That's it. She goes, you don't want a new phone? I was like, no, 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 no. The phone that I have, I don't love it. But like. If I get a new one, it's not going to make my life easier. Those socks, however, they will. Get me the socks. Yep. Get me the damn (laughs) socks. And I have them. And they're great. I'm wearing a pair now. Oh, you? Shout out to my sister for getting me these uh, weekday socks. I love these. They are great. Oh, those would also be useful for, like, during this pandemic, I have definitely, like, completely lost track of days of the week. Like, just oh, yeah. utterly, completely, like, I don't know what day of the week it They're is, color-coded, so too. Monday's red, <laughs> Tuesday's blue, Wednesday's yellow, Thursday's green. I think Friday is, like, uh, I don't remember the color now. But, like, no, they're color-coded, too. Like, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is very important to me. This is extremely very important oh, to me. But, um... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, when I was younger, I would think, like, oh, as an adult, I'll know when to do my laundry. No, being an adult just means I know that I need to buy socks that will tell me when to do my laundry. <laughs> That's what real adulting is. <laughs> this, the other thing is, like, I know that our, my parents' generation, right, they, they were very strict about, like, oh, these sets of clothes are dry clean only. We're going to – if something I buy <laughs> says dry clean only, I'm never going to dry clean it. That's just that. Never. I have never, I have never driven my own clothes to dry cleaning, period. If I cannot throw it in the wash and hang it up to dry by myself, not doing it. Absolutely nope. not doing it. That's, that's not nope. something I'm willing to do. I'm not, I'm not putting up Absolutely with that. Absolutely not. No. And you know, like nope. even my, my dad, I remember growing up, he used to have like really nice leather shoes that he would get like the, the tar and the polish to like put on it and shine with the brush and the rags and stuff. I'm like, absolutely not. Look, I have <laughs> no, not wiped no. a single shoe that I own. It's all sneakers. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I, this is just what it looks oh. like now. I'm not willing to put up with any of that. The whole being married thing, being a mark of adulthood, I think is great. Life is extremely difficult. If you have somebody who is going to share some part of the responsibility with you or make some part of it easier for you, lock it down and make it work. It's hard. It is just being an adult is hard. The Gen Z people are getting married now. Oh, yeah. That was when I really felt like an adult. So my... (laughs) Oh, God. So my little sister... um, is engaged. Um, She and her fiance have a child together. He's a little over one years old. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks the other day that he's not a millennial. Stop it. He's Gen Z. He was born in 98. Goodbye. And I... (laughs) I Are you serious? (laughs) Ah, I'm serious. I I like couldn't... I like just sat there for like half an hour. I was like, no, 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 no. I can't. See, this is wild to me. I met somebody sometime, maybe two years ago, and I was making a reference to something, and they're like, oh, who? It was Whitney Houston. And they're like, wait, who's that? No. Christy, I lost my shit. I was like, I have nothing more to discuss with you. Get out. Yeah. (laughs) Because how young do you have to be to just have no recollection of who Whitney Houston is. Whitney goddamn Houston. <laughs> Wasn't like when my husband didn't know who Sierra was the other day. 
no, no, it's not that. First of all, yeah. <laughs> he struggles. <laughs> right. But like Sierra has like shout out to Sierra. She had a <sighs> moment, but like that moment didn't span decades like Whitney Houston. Like right. Whitney Houston's <laughs> reign lasted a good chunk. And even till today, we still hear her voice on the radio. That woman really made a yeah, stab. Yeah. And how young do you have to be to just not know who that is? It's almost like if I saw somebody and they say they don't know who Michael Jackson is, I'm fighting them on the spot. Mm-hmm. I'm, I wouldn't even, like, we're fighting. I wouldn't even say I'm the biggest Michael Jackson <laughs> fan who ever lived, but I'm fighting that person. Like, certain people, you should just know who they are. But, like, yeah, I think Wait, part of Houston. adulting is, like, meeting people who are quote-unquote big enough if, if i met somebody who was my size i just automatically assume oh they have some common sense they have some very basic working knowledge about stuff and if they don't know that i'm like wait a minute how old am i in oh, relative God. to you that you don't know that <laughs> do you feel like high school or college prepared you to be a functioning or self-sufficient adult <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that anything they did purposefully like i don't think they they sat down and were like we're gonna do this thing to prepare them and that worked like the only practical life skill i remember learning in high school was how to balance a checkbook you learned that in high school sheets we had assignments on how to balance a checkbook are you serious your your (laughs) high school was ahead of the curve i never used a checkbook (laughs) those were gone wow 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 my high school did not teach us any of that (laughs) They'd be like, oh mitochondria God. is the powerhouse of the cell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, and? <laughs> like, that knowledge, if not because you and I work in science, that oh that knowledge is not useful. To- it's not. No. It's not. <laughs> like, and I think there's some basic things that must be taught for you to be a functioning adult, right? You need to know how to balance a checkbook. Now, I understand that most people today do not use checkbooks. They do all their banking <laughs> online. Right. But that is still a basic principle of learning how money works. Because I have met people who just don't get how money works. By the way, this is going to be a learning moment. Let me just say this right now. (laughs) Being an adult, you have to know how money works. You must know how money works. And and Mm -hmm. I just don't mean like, oh, you know, this thing costs this much money. You know, the funny thing is when I first moved here, when I was growing up, like, I didn't understand that in the U.S., whatever you buy, right, the price that it mm-hmm. says is not what you pay. It right. didn't occur to me <laughs> that the sales tax was not already included in the list price. So I would want something and it'd be like $20, but my mom would be like, okay, it really costs $23 or whatever. In L.A., the I think the sales tax back <laughs> then, I think it might have gone up. It used to be 10%. So mm-hmm. if something cost a dollar you couldn't buy it if you didn't have a dollar and ten cents. And right. I think people just need to first grasp that. You need to know how to address a letter. You need to know how to address an envelope and stamp it. Mm-hmm. You need to know how to do your taxes. Oh, my God. This yeah. part okay. is extremely important. Oh, you do. You need to know how to do your taxes. And by the way. I didn't learn this in high school or college. Like the first day I had, because, you know, usually I just make this somebody else's problem. Like I just ship it off to my mom and she worries about stuff like that. But when I had to do mine for the first time, I was like, oh, no, this is work. And like it's a, you can yeah. also pay people to do it for you. But I think you should be able to do it yourself, even if you choose to pay somebody else mm-hmm. to do it, because it's not easy. It's really not are. easy. It's and, and no. it, it, like I wouldn't Ooh. say it's like extremely difficult. I wouldn't say it's rocket science. Actually, maybe I would. Because depending on how you make money, it's very different. If you earn a mm-hmm. W2, it's different from if you earn a 1099 and there're different types of 1099. And if for any reason you have a savings or investment account that gives you dividend, you get a 1099 oh dividend and you have to file that shit completely different. And I'm like, yep. excuse me, why is it so difficult? Why? Yep. And if you mess it up, if you mess it up and oh. they come to audit you, let me oh tell my. you, that's not fun. If you do it wrong, I think they can actually jail you for not paying taxes because, well, technically they won't jail you for not paying taxes, but they'll jail you for evading taxes. So if you don't pay enough, 
Right. That's a crime. <laughs> you just, yep. That, that's an important skill to know. Because if it's something that you can go to jail for just by not knowing how to do it, they should teach you how to do it. But they don't. Right. They'll teach you dumb stuff like, oh, the integral of 4x is 4. Oh, my God. But like, yeah. I'm like, how is that in any scenario? That's not something I'm going to use. If this train nope. is moving at 60 miles an hour and the yeah. other train is moving at 40 miles an hour and they start at this different time point, how long does it take the egg to boil? <laughs> I don't go to jail for not knowing that. I yeah. do go to jail for not knowing how to do my taxes. That's the point that I mean, it's wild. It's wild that they don't teach us these things. But like you're supposed to just yeah. automatically become an adult and know how it works. Meanwhile, nobody's taught you how to do it. Nobody. No. Shout out to the school system. Maybe you guys can listen to this podcast and change your curriculum because of what I just said. Please help us not go to jail. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I mean, I'm still uh, bummed out. Like, I didn't learn how to balance a checkbook in high school. But thankfully, my mom is really good about telling me stuff. She would tell you exactly mm. how money works. Like, this is exactly what happens if you budget or don't budget. And even mm -hmm. in, in college, she would remind me of that. Like, it's because it's yep. you know how your parents in college, so for, for those of you who are fortunate to have gotten like your parents to give you uh, an emergency credit card. I didn't touch that emergency credit card because she she let me know exactly what it is. She goes, if you spend this credit card. There is a 25% interest. So if you spend $100 and you don't pay it off within a month, you now owe 125 And that's why credit cards are in business. I was like, what? Yep. She goes, yeah. Yep. It's not free money. It's not free yep. money. But then at the same time, they trap you because you. it turns out, which you don't find out until like way down adulthood when you need it, that you have to have a good credit score to do things like buy a car and in order to get a good credit score you have to use the credit card yep which you don't so like i have a credit card and i literally just pay it off every month as if it were a debit card but it's so stupid it's so unnecessary like why do i have to <laughs> why oh yeah can we can go on another time? tangent like we can also have oh, an God. episode about money because i have we could lots of thoughts on that that's the other thing right they don't teach you that um <laughs> <laughs> they don't teach you the importance of a credit score in school. But no, like for you, they should teach you the that. United States is a credit economy. It's not a cash economy <laughs> is what I'm saying. And with the credit card thing, first of all, your credit portfolio for it to be great can't just include a credit card. They don't tell you that either. No. And nope. for your line of credit, if you spend more than 30% of that at any one point in time, it affects your credit score negatively. It sure does. That's why so much, so much of it is completely non-intuitive. So like because of that percentage, it's like actually to your advantage to have more credit cards because then you have more of a credit limit. So whatever you spend is a smaller percentage. So it's, <laughs> it's wild. It's just crazy. The whole thing is crazy. And the thing is like you don't know that. And meanwhile, when you're starting out, they do not give you the highest possible limit because they no, think yeah. you're high risk which is true i suppose in some cases but like a lot of people's parents because they grew up not learning how to adult and winging it as they were going as well it just transferred because mm -hmm. when i was growing up my mom made me a signatory on her credit card because she was like <laughs> you need to have a credit history long before you need it Oh, wow. So she was, I was like 13. I was like, why do I need to follow you to the bank? She goes, oh, no, no, no. We're doing this. We are doing this. And it was, it, I think that was wow. probably, if she taught me nothing else in life, that in itself has really put stuff in perspective. Because if, yeah. when you graduate college and it's time to go buy a car, now you can do two things. You can buy a new car or a used car. If you choose to buy a used car, you probably do not want to pay it on credit. You probably want to buy that outright because the interest rates on buying a used car are usually higher. They don't teach you that. They do not teach you that. <laughs> so when you, when you just like, it's almost like the financial decisions that you make in adulthood, you just have to have like some base working knowledge of what you're doing. If not, 
you mm-hmm. you're screwed from the jump you are screwed from i know a lot of people who they get to college and they see oh my god credit cards are free they let you sign up anyhow you want and then they sign up and then they max them out and they just don't pay them yeah <laughs> and then it's... like two years later they go check like how much they owe and it has like almost 40 times to what they initially started because it compounds it just continues to compound and i'm just like and people who hear this may then think oh they should be scared of credit cards that's not what we're saying we're saying you must use the credit cards to have a credit history you just must pay it off at the end of the month before the statement arrives you have to pay it off and then you ask them why don't i just spend my debit card or the money that i already have because then you don't have a credit history (laughs) yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a catch-22 you know somebody else said this thing to me they're like for you to be a successful adult in the united states you have to have some fancy accounting or law degree <laughs> because it's an uphill fight every step of the way the person mm-hmm. you take a loan to buy a house from is going to try to scam you the person you try to get a, a car loan from will try to scam you fine print even for you to get internet service like you have to understand the contract. You ju- there's yeah. so many things that you just have to be on top of. And one person alone being on top of all those things would drive you absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. So I understand how people just don't. Yeah, no, it was amazing going to college and like talking to people who like had more means than me growing up. And it, I was like, y'all don't do your own laundry. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not prepared to be an adult, but like, I know how to do my laundry. <laughs> Like what? Yeah. <laughs> what? What have y'all been doing for the past eighteen years? <laughs> yeah, we, we thought we were just struggling for no reason, and that like they were teaching us mm-hmm. because yeah, like sorting laundry. I went to college. My roommates in college didn't understand what sorting laundry was. I was like, yeah, no, you cannot put whites <laughs> with a colored T-shirt. Why not? Because the white won't remain white. <laughs> And and you have to explain to them, like, if you then wash the whites alone and you wanted them to get whiter, you could put bleach. But if you put bleach, you couldn't put other colored things with it. And they'd look at you like, what? And you'd be like, you know what? Put it on the same load. Fuck you. Like, you yeah. like you, you'll do it and you'll learn. Like, I'm not your mother. I'm not here to teach you. I don't give a shit. Um, and the, the basically, you know, the funny thing is one of my roommates in college, I won't say his name. Like, we used to share the bathroom, and at some point I said to him, I was like, hey, you have never washed the bathroom this whole time. I'm the only person who keeps washing it. He said, well, I never noticed it to get dirty, so I just never failed to wash. I was like, how the fuck did you think it stayed clean? How? How? We don't have a fairy. We don't have a maid. How did you think it stayed clean? How? This guy bought a deal plant. A dill plant. For those of you who don't know what dill is, it's a spice. And it the leaves look like uh, very thin needles. And he put it on the windowsill. Now, we lived in Pittsburgh. The sun don't shine in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh no. is... It don't shine. Like, nothing grows in Pittsburgh because there's just no sun. So him buying a dill plant, like, didn't make sense to me. So... I would always have to sweep needles of dill because the plant just died. And one day he came home and there were no needles left on the plant. And he saw that somebody had <laughs> squeezed it. And he came up to me and he said, did you squeeze my dill plant? I said, yes. He said, you killed my dill plant. I said, no. Two different things. I did squeeze the plant. But I didn't kill it. The plant was already dead. The issue, however, is I can't do this back and forth with you. Because it'll shed 10 needles today, 20 tomorrow, 50 the day after. And I have to keep sweeping the 10 today. Come back tomorrow, sweep another 20. And then another 50. How about I just squeeze it, shake it all in the ground one time, and then sweep the whole thing. <laughs> and he yep. did, I was like, let me explain something to you. I don't care what you think about this because like you have never cleaned one day. So what's going to happen is you're going to take your ass to giant and buy that spice like everybody else. You're not growing deal here because you're (laughs) causing more work for me. And like simple stuff like that. I'm like, how did it not occur to you that 
like things don't grow when there's no sun like yeah how how (laughs) did you really think that was gonna work out it it didn't make any sense oh god yeah the roommates i had in college bless their hearts they were nice people but they just couldn't figure (laughs) things out they didn't i was like you know what oh god must be nice must be nice i wouldn't say i'm the best cook i can make basics i had to learn because i looked at my budget i couldn't afford Mm -hmm. to eat out every meal here's the issue that i have with people not getting eating out i'm not saying don't eat out it's a great experience now if your budget doesn't allow it, you have to understand what's happening here. Because when you eat out, you're not paying for the cost of the food. You're mm-hmm. paying the cost of the food, plus the salary of the person who's cooking it, plus the, per- the salary of the person who's going to wash the dishes, plus the salary of the person who's serving you. Also, by the way, if you go out to eat in the United States, the minimum tip should be 20% of your bill. Should not be less. Yep. So... If you are paying for all of those things, and the biggest part is you are paying the profit of whoever owns the business, and also Mm -hmm. the rent of the place in which they do that business. (laughs) So the cost to make that burger you just ate at that fancy restaurant could have been maybe $2.50, $3. But if you go to a high-end restaurant, you're paying $30. And the reason you're paying $30 (laughs) is you have to pay everybody else's salary and the rent. So if you were smart and you knew what you were doing, you would just go buy the bread. You'd go buy the lettuce. You'd go buy the tomatoes. You'd go buy the onions. And you'd buy the beef patty and do that shit in your own house. Mm -hmm. And when when I started living alone, I had to do that math real fast and be like, you know what? (laughs) <laughs> for my tiny ass monthly stipend to work yeah. you have to start cooking <laughs> you gotta cook and you can't go buy um, retail because again it's a similar concept no. if you buy retail you're paying for whatever it is that you're buying plus the packaging and the profit of whoever of whoever is selling to you but if you buy it wholesale you're only paying the packaging <laughs> one time you're only gonna pay yep. it one time and I had to learn that so fast because like there's no other way there's Mm -hmm. no other way if i had like a whole bunch of means maybe i can get away with it but until that day comes yeah i have to do this myself i do have to do this myself yep wholesale and aldi shout out aldi oh aldi's just cheap as fuck they don't care they just take all the groceries and all the other stores like arrange them nice aldi's like here's the fucking boxes go get it yourself (laughs) but it's cheap it's so good all these help me. Shout out! All these held me down in college. They really held me down. My mom worked two jobs, so like a lot of times, like we cooked dinners. We learned how to cook, but like we would learn how to do stuff like pick our locks because like mom wasn't going to be home, and we forgot our keys. Oh, so <laughs> essential adulting skills like breaking into your own house. You know, I have to say, yeah, me forgetting my keys that terrifies me. And, like, it terrifies me not just on, like, the surface of, like, not being able to get into your own house, but, like, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what I look like, I'm a black person. I am black (laughs) as fuck. So, if I forget my key and I have to break into my own house, if somebody calls the police on me, I'm screwed. I'm royally screwed. So, me forgetting my keys is, like, a whole different level. I do not forget my keys. I cannot. I checklist that shit and I make sure I do not forget it because it's almost like um uh some 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 lady who um she used to live in Baltimore and she used to work with me and you know she she wanted to just list her property for rent because she moved away and she said to me oh could you just like do me a favor and do house showings when I'm gone and I, <laughs> I love this lady dearly I was like no I can't do it I can't do it and she goes what do you mean I said, you are a white woman. Mm-hmm. The house is registered to a white woman. <laughs> I'm a black man. I'm black, black, blackity, black, black, black. If oh your neighbors God. all of a sudden after you're gone see a black person opening the front door, I would already be in jail before they start asking questions. Yeah. That's just the tea. Oh. So I don't yeah. like that kind of stuff. I'm like, uh. Maybe don't forget mm-hmm. your keys and maybe don't be found where you don't you, you have to explain how yeah. you're there. Like, I'm not messing with that. So but that being said, right, uh, what are the things that you wish you learned in school that would have prepared you for adulthood? 
We talked about this a little bit earlier because I totally agreed, like taxes and stuff. But I really like what you wrote here, which is how to say no. Nobody teaches you how to say no because when you when you're when you're growing up, the whole goal is to be personable and agreeable, and to get along with people.、Mm-hmm. When I got out of college, I started learning how to say no. People would ask me things, and I'd be like, "If you don't want to do something, say no," because.、Right. There's a whole bunch of song and dance that goes about. Oh, if you don't want to do it, and if you say no, will they not like you? Will they do X? Will they do Y? And what happens is you kind of sort of say yes, and then when it's time to do the thing, you have to give an excuse as to why you can't do it anymore, and it just makes you an unreliable person.、Right. Because if you say yes, wh- whoever you say yes to, then oh, takes the yes as oh, I can count on you for this thing. So my blanket answer to everybody is no. Even if I can do that thing, I say no, and when you need me, I figure out how to do it. Because then your expectation is not that I'm going to do it. So if I still can do、right. it, yeah. People ask me stuff, something so innocuous, so small. My answer is no, no. Because like, and if 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 you respect me enough, just understand that that. And I don't no, no excuses, <laughs> no excuses either. Because oh, can you? Oh, I I can't. Maybe if I no. If the answer is no, say no and keep it stepping. Yep. The worst is they're gonna be offended, but like if they're offended, that means that they're immature because it's an、yeah. ask. It's not. Yeah, it took me a long time to learn how to say no to things, and even when I started to learn, I felt so guilty. But then, like I did it enough times that I realized I really appreciate when people tell me no. When I like ask them something and they tell me no, and they're no longer wasting either of our time, exactly. like <laughs> exactly, it's so much easier. I love it. I I I love it so much. The guilt part, I think, is is the is the worst part about that. But as soon as you get the hang of it, the like the the people you say no to who are extremely offended and throw a fit, you don't want those people around.、Mm-hmm. You don't want those people around because what it is is whatever relationship you have with them is based on codependency. They're only keeping you for what you're worth. So if I、yep. say no to you and you no longer want to be my friend because I said no, bitch, the door. Yeah, the door. <laughs> because like I'm saying no, not because I hate you or because our friendship is over, but because I'm just incapable. And the other thing is, I should have put here: do not loan somebody something you cannot afford to gift outright. Yep. Don't do it. Just don't、yep. do it. Like it, when when we were growing up, the biggest thing would be you'd loan somebody books. Especially if you if you enjoy reading, like you'd you'd get a whole a new copy of a great book. Maybe if you were into Harry Potter, you'd get the Harry Potter books. Or if you were into like a really nice book, and you'd get it, and you'd finish reading it, and it was a really dear book to you. But somebody you know really didn't have a copy, and they wanted to read it, and you'd loan them your copy. You'd never see it again. Or if you did see it、nope. again, it'd not be in the same condition you gave it. No, if they ask you、nope. for it. Just say no, because if I can't afford、yep. to give that thing out right now, there are people who are exempt from this rule, like my family members, because we、yeah. all have the same mindset. I know if my sister asks to use something of mine, I'm getting it back in better condition. I gave it to her because she understands this concept. People who are not my sister, absolutely not. If you ask me for it, you、no. can't have it. That's that on that.、Nope. You can fight me if you want, but. Yeah, <laughs> you're not getting this thing, so that's it. And people who say no to me as well. If I ask you, oh, let's go out after a certain time. If you put your car in street parking, you have to put that car in street parking before everybody else gets home from work.、Mm-hmm. And if you take your car out out after like a certain point in time, you're not gonna get that spot back. So you can't go out at、mm-hmm. 10 p.m. and come back and expect you still have a spot to park. You'd have to park like 12 blocks away. And、yeah. that's just not feasible. So if you ask somebody、right. to go out too late and you didn't give them a sufficient heads up, just don't expect them to say yes. Then that's fine too. Oh, you put this on here about insurance. <laughs> that's another one they should have taught us how insurance. I don't understand. I just don't like the more things I have to do with insurance, which is so many, so many. Yeah. Once you're an adult, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Look, let me、oh. tell you. I think insurance is um legal scam, honestly. It is、It's、legal scam because the money is not <laughs> refundable, and at least twenty five percent. All the insurance companies will state state this in the fine print. Twenty five percent goes straight to administrative costs. So even if they do have to reimburse, like with the COVID that happened, 
the car insurance like reimburse you some amount of money they'll be like oh because there are less cars driving there's less risk we think we'll reimburse your policy could be upwards of thousands of dollars they'll refund you like ten dollars yeah <laughs> because in the fine print it tells you that most of it is going to go to administrative costs and whatever is left that's too bad for you and if you pay for your car insurance monthly it's more expensive than if you pay it six months or a year most insurers yep. don't let you pay for the year i found one that does ah. pay for the whole year because every nice. time you pay each monthly payment there is a fee for every transaction <laughs> so if you pay yep. that 12 times you're paying that transaction fee 12 times if you pay it one time you can skip that and save money even when i when i, when I used to pay the car note for you to pay online because a lot of things are online are just more convenient they charge you mm -hmm. a convenience fee so what yeah. i started doing i would sign them a check every month on the month a physical check and put in the mail. I'm like, if you want to do all that extra work, hire somebody to open the envelopes for the checks, get the check, endorse yeah. them, and then take them to the bank and deposit them. I sent them a paper check every month. Also, I didn't mention this earlier. Having a valid passport, you mm -hmm. need that passport. A lot of people say, well, I might not yeah. use it. Or, you need it. You don't think you need it. And then once you need it, it's too late. It's too late to it's get one. Late. It's too late. <laughs> get your... Look, and the other thing is, if you are if you are in New York City and maybe you use the public transport and you never need to drive, I do not care. The moment you turn 16, figure out driver's ed and get that license. It's better to have it and mm -hmm. not need it than to one day need it and not have it. Get your license, get your passport, get all of the paperwork you need in check. And that nonsense that people do where you grow up and you leave your parents' house and you don't know where your birth certificate is or your social security. No, 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 no. When you yeah. become an adult yeah. and you leave your no. parents' house, find that folder. Your immunization records, your birth certificate, your passport, your, your original social security card, have all of that with you. And if you yep. can find a very safe place to store them, don't touch the original copies. Uh, the originals, leave those in a very safe place. And wherever <laughs> you go, take copies with you. Because there's nothing worse than getting a job and they ask you for all of these things or trying to go to college and they say, oh, which immunizations do you have? And you just don't know. It's mm -hmm. dumb. Figure that out. And if you are not old enough yet, if you are younger and listen to this podcast, which you should not be, but if you are, <laughs> this is a good time to go ask your parents, mom, dad, where are my passport, social security, birth? You know where all that stuff is. Yep. You're never too young to know where that stuff is. I've just pretty much given like a schooling session about how to adults now. <laughs> so... You are all very fucking Honestly. welcome. In conclusion, pros and cons of being an adult. Let's start with the pros. Alcohol. Alcohol is a big pro. <laughs> That's. I would say it's one of the only pros. Honestly. And yeah. I really wouldn't even call it a pro. It's almost like a consolation prize. Yeah. <laughs> for all the other shit you have to put up with. <laughs> They're like, you have to put up with all this shit. But let's just slide you alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> you can have that. What's another consolation prize of adulthood? Traveling. I think traveling is something like being able to travel places. Of course, then that requires like money. Yeah. But also it requires <laughs> that a pandemic is not sitting on your throat. But... Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But honestly, oh, I think God. if you're an adult and you have the opportunity to travel and um, enjoy alcoholic beverages. Yeah. <laughs> take it take it like every win is a good win so enjoy it however yeah. if we have to discuss the cons of adulthood we have oh my God. stress and responsibilities oh just a constant <laughs> jobs yeah jobs. We have... i don't want this job <laughs> honestly if i got paid to do nothing i take it like the uh -huh. only reason why most of us do jobs a because then we don't have to like pretend like we're wasting our days away but even then if i were wasting my days away and i had a pile of money to fall asleep on i'd be okay taxes mm -hmm. taxes are another con of adulthood god and bills bills oh. bills 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 <laughs> need i say more bills and of course <laughs> being an adult means your body becomes fragile and your health just it just goes right off the cliff <laughs> just <laughs> It's not a steady decline like you uh, wake up and you're 22 and nothing works anymore. Nothing. Just absolutely nothing. <laughs> but we are here and we're going to struggle and dance it out because what else are we going to do? That's just what it is. So that concludes our episode on being an adult. I hope we've been helpful and I hope you've learned something. Cheers. 
So thank you for joining us, listening to us talk about adulting. Wish you the best of luck in your adulting. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Big Empty Purse. Feel free to tweet us, message us any questions about topics you'd like to hear us cover. Talk about your own adulting struggles. Ask us for more money advice because apparently we have that. <laughs> we have the money advice, but do we have the money? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the money. <laughs> On next week's episode, we'll be talking about, again, it's to be announced and to be determined. <laughs> but I suppose you should find us next week and find out. We'll definitely be here to let you know. All right. Until next time. Peace.